Ladies and gentlemen, oh. welcome back to Somos Moss. My name, of course, is Seth Bedoff. Joining me this evening on another World Cup edition of the show, we got Jacob Terrell. And then surprisingly, here, Earl Nieto. Guys, I mean, that's, that's me. That is you. And I, I got to say, Earl, I, went, I listened to the show you did last night, and you did a great <laughs> job. Thank you. Thank you for stepping up okay. and doing that. Uh, yeah, I mean, you did you did perfectly fine. You had the sound like you had Robert in the chat and uh, maybe Harry, too. I don't know if Harry was there or not. No, Harry wasn't there, but I'd give him a shout out anyway. OK, after after multiple uh, Joker memes uh, sent to us and some. Hey, is it my night? Uh, yeah. Oh, shit. OK. Um, <laughs> Earl came through, came through yeah. in the clutch. He sure did. Yeah. And uh, Earl mentioned that you know Jacob and I had some other things to take care of. Jacob, congratulations. Happy anniversary to you and your wife. Yeah. Uh, you, you guys are celebrating last night. Hopefully you guys had a, had a fun evening together with three we, and a half kids. We celebrated by putting the kids in bed and watching Yellowstone. So there you go. <laughs> hey, man, when, you, when you're when you're married with kids, like you do what you got to do, right? Yeah. When you're married, you do what you got to do, too. <laughs> we Just went kidding. to Amarillo Saturday night, mm-hmm. which was supposed to be our getaway but we had to take the kids with us because yeah. we lost our babysitter but it was still fun so speaking you, uh, speaking of you, you hold, asked on, hold on hold on okay. did, did he sidetrack oh. to mule shoe uh no that's none that's nowhere near amarillo yeah you're dead to me then <laughs> you were fucking in <laughs> lubbock earl and it was in lubbock i don't want to hear bro, it bro i don't want to hear it i don't want to hear I it. have a text no of us <laughs> planning a trip to fucking mule shoe of all yeah. fucking places, there's uh, like eight people. There's like eight fucking people that live there. That's where the website said it was. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, it, it wasn't. wasn't. And well, so yeah, because you waited three months to go look for it. You can also ask Peter. This this liquor store that we went to was a fucking drive-through, like a garage that you drive into, and then the lady comes out. How can I help you? And I'm asking about this ego sipping nog, and she's like, Yeah, I don't know what that is. So those sound like you problems and not me problems. <laughs> I don't Anyways, understand. This is my fault. Carry on. No one Seth, about Seth, go ahead. Uh, so as I was, as I was saying, you know, you mentioned that it was your anniversary. You guys went went to went out of town over the weekend. You asked Earl and myself if one of us we could did. watch your kids. For I, was, the I was that desperate. I now, was don't that get desperate. me wrong. I'm sure that you know you know I have kids. Earl is, Earl is still a kid. He's barely legal. Um, you know, I thought I would have relate to them on a maturity level. Potentially, yes. You know, which is why down, I could know. not do it. Um, I I would have you know I would have happily volunteered, but I you know my pace is not big enough for for me plus five kids. Oh no, so, you were gonna have to come here. Oh, I was have to bring my kids. Yeah, there. you were gonna have to come here. That was yeah, okay. that. that was only that was gonna work. So for oh, those okay. of you who are new to this show, Jacob, if, if you're new, God bless you. Thanks. Yeah, Jacob lives in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> like the Earl, middle I, of nowhere at least has a name. I don't Jacob live that far from you, Earl. You live two fucking hours away, bro. Yeah, that's not that far. Two in, and a half, in actually. Minnesota. I just drove. Oh, it's two. It's two and a half if you drive Peter speed. <laughs> well, I don't know if Peter shots but... fired at Peter, so just kidding, Peter, if you're listening, <laughs> which I know you're not because you hate me. Um I, I, I love you. I love you, Peter. Yeah, we do too. So, um, but yeah, so congratulations on that. Glad you guys had a, enjoyed your anniversary. Um, I was out refereeing last night, uh, which was a lot of fun. Uh, that was a lot of fun doing that last night. Um, so yeah, Earl, thank you for holding me on before. You did a, did a great job on the show last night. Appreciate you hopping on and doing that for us. And um, guys, appreciate you doing your job, Earl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, we're, we're in. The U.S. Well, let's just bury the lead. The U.S. is moving on to the knockout stages after a interesting one 0 win over Iran today. Because I don't want to get us, you know, yelled at by an yeah, Iranian that that reporter. Uh, the reporter. <laughs> that, that was an interesting. If you haven't seen the video of Tyler Adams answering this reporter's questions, go watch it. Great answer by him. Fantastically oh, I, done. I, I think this is my cue that says um, "fuck Iran." I literally just said that. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Your cue was ten seconds ago. I had I'm the one that shot fires or shot missiles the other day. Um, so no, you yeah, got shot at that too, but they missed. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, let's just get rid. Of, I mean, this for us is the biggest news uh, of the day. You know, this was a match we we've talked about it. We looked at, looked at it every different way coming into this. You know, U.S. We knew 
that the that this that the team had to win in order to advance. And you know, Greg Berhalter's lineup today came out, and they were explosive. They were dynamic. They were attacking, and they looked extremely good in the first half. And uh, Christian Pulisic and, and Serginho Dest hooked up in the 38th minute. Uh, Pulisic uh, takes the takes the header cross in, in from Dest and puts puts the U.S. up one 0 there in the first half, and it suffers uh, what we now know is a pelvic contusion. Um, and I mean, your reaction to the U.S. finally getting a goal from the run of play here, um, and or I'm sorry, a second goal from the run of play, and, and taking a lead in a match that they knew they had to win. <clears throat> Um. Yeah, I. I mean, you you said it yourself. That first half, we looked incredible, dominant. Um, looked like we belonged in the knockout round for sure. Uh, and then we get the lead, and I. I'm trying to remember where I was because I had to go to Portales again today, and I'm relatively sure I was driving on the on the road uh, when I heard it go in and heard the. <laughs> the Spanish speaking broadcast, because that's all I could get on my phone. He's at the fantastic. Time. And, uh, I, I'm pretty sure he yelled goal for about three miles. Yeah. Um, and, and then I pulled over and watched it closely and was just blown away. It was beautiful, beautiful cross over to Dest and then Dest with the perfect headed cross to Pulisic and, and Christian paid the, paid the price, but he got the goal, uh, which was, somehow enough to get us through earl did you manage to save your job after screaming bloody murder in the office today <laughs> actually <laughs> yes i did okay i did um i was literally the only person watching this said match <laughs> on this said tv in said office um it sounds like you need to educate your your employees on soccer etiquette yeah, I'm actually picking up shit from it right now um, because the game, the match is being played in the office. Oh, well then. Um, why why are there TVs in the office then? Next in line, number 47. Oh, okay. That's my guess. I don't know. I, I've never been in there. So, um, <laughs> well, I mean, so, so I mean, Earl, I mean, obviously you and I, you know, we we're able to, you know, sit in an office and watch or listen or whatever the case may be, you know, what was your reaction to, to that? I mean, did it feel like the U S was truly dominant in that first half? Do you there? Did you feel like, you know, Iran uh, was, was making any sort of inroads there? Uh, yeah. So definitely U S looked like they wanted to be there. Looked like they deserved to be there. And yeah. So as soon as the match started, I mean, U S was, pressuring Iran definitely not letting them get any kind of momentum and the moments that Iran did get the momentum the U.S. just stopped them right away I mean there was so Saturday or Friday last Friday against England I was actually very against Robinson um I kept my kept my opinion to myself um I didn't think he played that great um, he definitely turned it around today and definitely played really good the first half. Yeah, Jedi played Jedi played fantastic, and you could see, as particularly in the run up to that to that goal, you could see him. And we'll, we'll talk about it again. Tyler Adams, fucking phenomenal, another fantastic showing for him. And you know, you could see in that run up uh, to the goal how Tyler made that run over towards the left side of the pitch, and Jedi made that run down the left wing and just the play back and forth, pulling the Iranian defenders completely out of position to open up the space to over on the right-hand side to, to cross the ball over to Dest and I mean, not header, but yeah, I mean, yeah, Jedi had a, had a great day. Tyler, Tyler Adams had a great day. Like, you know, it, we've, we've talked, you know, the U S looked phenomenal. I think I want to say this is the best 45 minutes we've seen out of them so far in the, in the world cup. Am I wrong? Yeah, it was definitely really good. And so with that, I do need to make a disclaimer and an apology. Um, because when I first hopped on with you, Seth, mm-hmm. and I was talking about the the nuclear powers of three said countries playing or that were playing at the time in the World Cup, That's I did also 
Qatar's not. Um, Qatar and Iran are actually both done. Never mind. Saudi Arabia's still playing. Yeah, so once again, Earl's right. Um, I need to hear Jacob say that. I'll never say it. I know, even though you're fucking wrong. Um, now, you said all three. Anyway, I said all three playing at the time. Um, you could play the tape back. Fine. Um, anyways, like I, before, I lose my my mind over here. Um, I did call one head coach, Greg Brainfarter. Something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty close to that name. Um, so yeah, I didn't take that back because he actually kind of proved his worth a little today. Oh, now takes. your takes are so interesting to me, both of you. Now I'm I'm curious, Earl. Did that take hold up throughout the second half as well? No, because we held the lead. <laughs> so yes, because we held the lead is I think what you meant to say. So so yes, he he earned his keep today. Or oh yeah, we, sorry. Okay, sorry. Yeah, he yes he kept his he held that take and definitely. I don't know what I'm fucking saying anymore. I really don't. So, fun story about me today. Um, I had sushi for the first time. Was this a surprise? What surprise? Uh, you said you had a surprise for us before we went on, went live. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. We are off the rails already. Um, Look, I didn't get much sleep last night. Um so I'm a little delusional. This is Humble also brag. my third non-paid job. I'm um, actually my second non-paid job. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm a little. We're your little... first non-paid job, damn it. Yes, sir. You shut your mouth. Actually, <laughs> technically, you guys are my first non-paid job. Um, and then the sports broadcasting is kind of volunteer. I get paid once in a while. Um, so yeah, so I'm just a little worn out. Maybe we should start a Patreon. How about that? Maybe yeah, so if you guys want to start a GoFundMe to support Earl's... Maybe you should stop dating. Earl's called Dodos. <laughs> Maybe I should just stop. Everything? Yeah. Um, so, Seth, I mean, please get us back. In yeah, you know, Polisic nails the goal, takes a knee to the... They call, uh, the nether region? The, the, the nether region, yeah. Um, and he was down... Netherlands? Netherlands, Netherlands. Yeah. There you go. He was a uh, he was down for, for quite a while. Now he did manage to finish out the first half, but they subbed him out, brought on Brendan Aronson. That sub there, I mean, I thought Aronson did well for a while, but just the entire second half, except for you know the, the way a goal, and we'll, and we'll get to that here in just a second. We just we I won't say we sat back, but. Iran seemed to just control the second half. The way it Sign- goal was in the first half. That's yeah, that's right. It wasn't um, the, it was the after, non-goal. It was, yeah, it was after Pulisic's goal, but it was still in the first half. Yeah. Um, so I mean, we'll get to that just here in just a second. Um, but it, I mean, what did we do wrong in the second half, and why did our that did, did our conditioning as New Mexico United supporters get us ready for the end of that match? We were losing at the last possible fucking minute. That's why. No, we don't typically lose at the last minute. We okay, draw. draw Sorry. At the last minute. Sorry, we either draw or we lose somehow at the last possible minute. So, yeah, I expected it because it's a young American team. Um, but somehow we didn't. Yeah. I mean, Jacob, what did what did Iran do right? I mean, was it more what they were doing right or was it what we were doing wrong? Well, we, we've kind of talked about this when it comes to United um how I, I always feel like if you're down a goal in like a must-win match or a really close match that um you're for whatever reason i don't know if it's i haven't been able to pinpoint if it's just you playing better or and so in this case if it's iran playing better if it's united I mean, <laughs> freudian slip again if it's usa sitting back more and being okay without having the ball if it's just the circumstances seem to dictate that the team that is down a goal that needs a goal is going to have the ball more than a team that has one, a one goal lead and is trying to see the game out. Right. But that, I mean, that's more for like, like once Burhalter brought on Zimmerman and more uh, to, to make more of a back five there, that's kind of when we were like, okay, we don't need the ball, whatever. 
I think the rest of the first half or second half before that point, um, Iran did move some players up the pitch, and I, I think they've had to throw a two, a couple more players in the midfield because that midfield, that MMA midfield with Musa, McKinney, and Adams is, I mean, it's it's incredible. Yeah, um, what what they can do. It, it's McKinney's ball in to Dest that gives us the goal. Musa was all over the place. Adams, we talked about last week. Um, and then again this week, he was everywhere. Uh, he's been by far our best player of this tournament. And <clears throat> and so when, when you have those three in the midfield, if, if for Iran to do anything, they had to kind of overload the midfield to get play pushed forward. And, and they were able to do that. I thought we had a couple chances to counter a little better um, that we didn't necessarily take advantage of, which when you move players from the back into the midfield, uh, that's going to open things up for us. And we just couldn't capitalize on that Uh, yet again, something United was noticed or was known for uh, this last season was not being able to capitalize on that stuff. And then I I still think it's a mindset thing, a mentality thing, a tactics thing, whatever you want to call it, where it's like, okay, well, We've got the goal. Let's just, you know, if we get a chance to get the second goal, let's do it. But otherwise, let's just, you know, play solid defense and and see it out. And we were able to do that. I mean, they really didn't have any any quality chances whatsoever, even though they had possession pretty much the whole second half. <laughs> they they had a couple um, couple times where the wind must have picked up and they fell down because of it, and then they screamed for a penalty. Yeah. Um, and just desperate to get something. Uh, and, and luckily we, we played solid Zimmerman, um, came in there as a, as a late sub to, to bolster that back line. And he didn't make any mistakes like he did in Wales. Um, nobody else made any mistakes. We were able to just solidly see it out, which in that kind of situation, I'm okay with. You would have loved to have seen that second goal, um the way whether it was the way a goal that was i mean just what half a body offside that's what they um, said yeah i i finally they did finally show the the graphic whatever the hell they are calling that thing that yeah, shows the little the fake tech, bodies. yeah yeah they did finally show that and it was he was offside according to that that i don't know why they can't just show the lines with the players and that be definitive. I don't know why it has to be. I mean, the NFL can do it. So I, I don't know. It's just weird to me. Um, and so you'd love to see that obviously, but uh, we were able to make enough stops and enough clearances and enough uh, smart plays in the second half to see it through. And, and I think at that point, that's all you can really ask. It, it gives us a heart, heart attack. I mean, it shaved years off of my life for sure. But uh it is what it is, and, and and we're moving on. Yeah, one of the things I heard on the broadcast today is that there's actually a chip in the ball, so they can yeah. accurately track like the, the the location of the ball. You know, when they're at the same time they're looking at those offside calls, which I find to be very interesting. I'm like, well, if they're doing that, why can't the NFL do that? Why can't college football do that? But that that's a whole other conversation. Um, Earl, speaking of, that, we're not Qatar, right? We don't have millions of dollars to bribe people with. <laughs> billions of dollars billions of dollars to bribe people billions of dollars yeah um earl i mean looking at this i mean do you do you have any concerns going forward (laughs) um health wise or tactically uh that you think that that you would try to change uh going into saturday against netherlands you're muted (laughs) you're still muted I don't know what you did. In the meantime. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> did you Pro- unplug it? Professional podcaster and broadcaster, <laughs> Earl Nieto, ladies and gentlemen. All right. While he's figuring out his, his technical stuff, I mean. Seth, um, what did. Uh, I got you, Seth. Yeah. What did you see in the first half that was working the best. I know we, we already kind of transitioned to the second half, but you were quiet yeah. pretty much on the first half. What uh, what was our key strengths there? 
I mean, what worked really well was the ball movement. We kept uh, Iran moving defensively. Uh, we didn't allow them to just sit there. E- you know, even though they sat back and absorbed a, a ton of pressure, we didn't let them just sit and you know that that four four two or whatever it was they were playing. We made them move laterally a lot, and you could see you could see you know what Berhalter is putting in. You know the crosses, the the wide play. You know, just I mean, really just the wide play. We were pulling Iran out of shape and putting the balls into a dangerous area. Now. Were they all great full chances? No. We had a ton of you know, really good-looking half chances that I feel like if we had been just a little better, we could have. We probably could have put three or four up against them in that first half. Um, unfortunately, I don't think we're a, we're a club that's going to put three or four past a lot of people, at least not at this point. You know, Not until we either A, get a true number nine, or B, really have like – really – you have everything gelling all at once. Uh, so I was, you, know. you you mentioned the true number. I still can't hear you, Earl. Um, uh, you mentioned the true number nine. I thought Sargent played a hell of a match. Personally, he played he played um, well. He did. I, I I I don't I don't think Jedi had a match that was worth noting. Like you guys talked about earlier, I I, I thought this was probably his worst match of the three. But um. But I, I thought Sargent looked looked really good. He had a couple of really nice touches uh, in the box and outside of the box. He mm-hmm. he made made plenty of plays. I think, I mean, all in all, that whole team, um, that, as far as the starters are concerned, looked looked really good. Aside from you know a couple couple instances from a surprise start from Cameron Carter Vickers, um, that. Uh, he he had a couple of plays that were like, ah, okay, let's calm down. And yeah. then and then uh Robinson, his touch just wasn't what it normally is, especially in that second half. He was he was looked to be an outlet um a few times there and and uh just his touch let him down for whatever reason. <laughs> for those of you not watching, Earl just uh F5 his mic off the desk. Yeah, F5 his mic off the desk. So, no. No. <laughs> Try unplugging it, plugging it back in. <laughs> did you <laughs> Did you power cycle your computer? <laughs> um now Earl's still working on uh, no, we can't hear you. Try again. Nope, nothing. No. So, uh, Earl, 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 do me a favor. Plug it in. And then go to your settings down here at the bottom on your, your screen and see what it's saying. On the, on the, on the on stream yard, on stream yard, go to settings and see what it says there. And then, and then see if you can figure it out. Um, in the meantime, <clears throat> I, what would you, I know it, it was a tale of two halves, but what would you what would you rate this performance overall? Um, I'm gonna give it a a, a B plus. I mean, if I if I had to give it a grade, I'm gonna give them a B plus. I mean, so is that like a eight? Yeah, yeah, about a seven and a half, eight. You know, somewhere in in that neighborhood. I mean, it wasn't perfect by any means. I mean, we did a lot of things well offensively in the first half. We played sound enough defense in the second half. We had, we, but we didn't convert the few opportunities that we had. I mean, we had a chance there near the near the end to seal the deal, and we just we couldn't do it. You know, um, so I mean, and our set pieces were completely and utterly shambolic. I mean, I I, I saw what you know you saw what Pulisic wanted to do with the one where he tried to. <laughs> where he tried to, you know, kick it in low off the corner, you know, to the top of the box for, I think it was Dest. Mm-hmm. And you, you see what he wants to do, but the delivery was all wrong. So, and so earlier, I think we, I don't think we had started yet. I think we were off mic yeah. um, or offline. We mentioned how, I mentioned how uh, Pulisic is, is an incredible player, but he was still doing things that was pissing me off. Yeah. And set pieces were one of them. His deliveries on set pieces, this whole tournament, uh, have been a two out of ten. Like they just, 
have been absolutely atrocious. His his placement in the England match was better, mm-hmm. but the timing was off between him and the runners. Um, and then in the first match and this match, I mean, it was just they were just hard to watch. And I I'm sure if you did research going into this tournament, um, set pieces are kind of a big deal in this tournament. Yeah, the last last World Cup, anyways, more goals came from set pieces than open play. Oh, there was um, a goal yesterday that came off of a set piece. Um, I think it was yesterday. It was off a corner, and, and the goal that the player that scored it was just standing there all alone. <laughs> the Ecuador player? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was Ecuador. Yeah, it was just that was this there. morning. Yeah, yeah, was that this morning? Yeah, that was this yeah. morning. He was just standing there all alone, all by himself, like nobody barked him nothing. Complete and utter breakdown, and yeah, it was just—it's it's it's extremely important. And you know, I've determined I'm going to set myself on a new career path. I'm going to become a set piece coach and see if I can't get hired with the national team because they hired a guy to come in and work on set pieces (laughs) with this club, and it hasn't done shit. That yeah. man is robbing the national team blind with whatever it is that he's what it, well is it is it him or is it Pulisic? And the deliveries. Both. Because he might have the world's best set pieces, but if you can't beat the first man on a fucking corner, then the best runs and the best timed this and the best design that aren't doing any good because the first person's heading it out of the way. Maybe we need to put Zach Prince up for the job. Yeah, I I would agree with you if this was the first half of the season, <laughs> uh, but then set pieces disappeared for us in the second half. So can you guys hear me now? Whoa! Hey, you got it. I don't know what the fuck just happened. I, th- I think your computer was like, um, no, I think I run and I ran and that's what I was going to say. <laughs> and Saudi Arabia had said, Hey, fuck this guy. No, I think um, your computer was saving you is what I think happened. Your you. computer was like, Oh no. Iran just tapped us. We need to shut this guy down before he says something stupid. <laughs> oh, I mean, Earl, what, what is your what's your takeaway from this match? Do you think this group is prepared to move on and take on Netherlands? Netherlands, yes. Um, <clears throat> sorry, <laughs> Netherlands, I like, yes. I heard that visibly over here. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My um, back hurts now. I don't know what to fucking say after that. <laughs> Netherlands. Yes. Um, so, yes, not- I, I do believe we could take on Netherlands. But when you start looking at, like, top quality teams like Brazil or France or Belgium, Germany, Spain, Argentina, teams like those, I don't think that we make it past. Yeah, we uh, finishing second in the group. We have an interesting side of the bracket. Um so, yeah, if we do somehow get past Netherlands, and we'll obviously talk about them again later in the week, but this is a tough side of the bracket to be on. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I think well, we I don't, would... I don't, I'm, I'm not going to say it's a tough side of the bracket to be on because I don't know who the bottom half of our bracket is going to have uh, some quality of it. I mean, it, it's all quality. It's the, it's the final 18 of a, or final 16 of a World Cup. Mm-hmm. But Poland... Saudi Arabia or Argentina can be the fur or be finished first in their group, which is the side of the bracket that we're on. So we're going to either have one of those three or Australia, Poland or Australia, Denmark, probably not France. France has probably got the one seed locked up, but it's probably going to be Australia, Denmark or Tunisia or yeah, Argentina. Point. Yeah. Yeah. Argentina, uh, shit argentina saudi arabia or or poland on so i mean we we still have six choices that it could be that we play and i'm other than argentina none of them like super scare me not i mean mean, technically mexico could could you imagine can mexico finish first mathematically yes they would have to win by four goals poland loses yeah <laughs> so and, you're saying there's a chance yeah let me see let me see what those matches are um for for group c real quick and we'll talk about this here in, in just a little bit anyway um anyway. so yeah mexico would have to beat saudi arabia 
by four goals. Uh, well, I don't know. I think it's mathematically possible. <clears throat> no, no, because if if Poland loses, that means Argentina goes top. If Poland wins a draw, yeah, so Mexico can't get one. Yeah, that's too bad. So I, I thought I had just six clubs earlier when yeah. I was looking at it, but so it it that the first two matches I'm not like freaking out about yet. Of course, if Argentina ends up winning that group and seem to find their groove, which I honestly think they played better in the Saudi Arabia match than they did their last match. So mm-hmm. I'm still not sold on, on Argentina, even though they got a win. Uh, I mean, it, anything could happen in those two matches. We got to get past the Netherlands first. Don't get me wrong. That's going to be a, a tough test, but I think it is doable. Yeah. And uh, I mean, let's move right on. You know, the other club, uh, the other na- uh, nation coming out of group B, obviously England, England just, dominated wales today uh by a final in the second of, half in, in the second half yeah i mean they, they they played they played really well in the first half i mean i didn't see wales really have any like quality opportunities yeah. uh come out of that and so i mean it was just a complete game from england um they probably put, could have put a couple more in there uh and so i mean this was no surprise here it was going to be either us or england coming out of this group uh, in the top spot and england just romped through, through the group stage. Um, I mean, other than the draw against us, which, which says more about how we played than what, than England. So, um, England gets Senegal. Um, I mean, any takeaways from the England match today, other than the fact that, you know, they've got a lot of scoring threats. England is such a weird team to me. So, um, I mean, obviously, you know, Harry Kane plays for Tottenham. I love Harry Kane. Um, and you get him surrounded by Sterling and Foden and so and so. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on and on. And so any given day, they could come out and they could drop six on you like they did against Iran. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't I don't think necessarily that the United States match was... I don't think that they were really hyped up for that match. Like, I think they were just like, let's get a draw here. Let's take it to Wales. Still win the group. We'll be fine. But I don't know what's going to happen in the knockout round. Like, they could lose in the round of 16. They could make it to the final and possibly win the thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I could see any result for them. And I didn't watch the match today. I just watched the highlights. And so I'm not even okay. not even really going to comment on the match. Earl, did you this, watch this one? This whole having them at the same time threw me off. Yeah, it's, it's, it is kind of weird. But, you know, and I get it. You know, that way no one's like, you know, had the matches occurred differently, you know, yeah. change the tactics, you know, only pay for a certain result. I mean, obviously, you know, uh, I'm sure both sides probably got an update at halftime as far yeah. as where things are at, you know. Um, but yeah, so Earl, you didn't watch this one, not a chance. No. Okay, I mean, uh, so as you can tell, I'm wearing a USA shirt, yeah. So with USA playing at the same time as England, um. England, fuck you, 1776. <laughs> okay. Now Earl's firing shots at England. So I'm not afraid of Queen though. Lizzie. I'm not afraid of England, though. RIP. <laughs> yeah. Um, they ra- really, England played well. Rashford picked up a brace. He is now joint top of the Golden Boot race uh, for the World Cup. So, uh, I mean, yeah, England looked good. Uh, no surprise there. Is there four tied there at the top? Uh, there are, there are four currently, however, Inter Valencia and Ecuador were eliminated today. So Inter Valencia can no longer move up the standings, um, sitting atop the golden boot race currently Inter Valencia and wait, 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 wait. uh, I was going to see if I can name them, but I, I I don't know the Netherlands guy's name. Um, but it's a guy from the Netherlands. It's, it's Sterling, it's Mbappe and it's Inter. There's no Sterling in there. Not Sterling, sorry, Rashford. Yeah, Rashford. Uh, Cody Gakpo. Gakpo, yeah. Gakpo, yeah, from uh, from Netherlands. He is the fourth. Uh, he's the fourth player there at the top. So there's about a dozen, about ten or so guys sitting on two goals. So, um, and we still have you know matches to go in in both in group you know, and not in group. Yeah. So uh, moving on over to Group A, uh, two results today there uh you have netherlands and senegal moving on <coughs> jacob you and i talked about this um the other day about senegal and uh i mean 
Senegal again, they came out and they played really well today. Um, yeah. and, and honestly, like I would of the of the clubs here, I would rather see Netherlands than Senegal because I don't know that we could handle the Senegal pace. Eh. It's a different kind of challenge. I don't know if it's necessarily um, harder or something we couldn't handle mm-hmm. if we were preparing for it. But uh, but no, I think at this stage, any team that you play is going to be tough. So um, I'm I'm a little happier that it's the Netherlands than Senegal, uh, mainly because I like Senegal and I have no feelings for this Netherlands team whatsoever. Um, and I'm rooting kind of for Senegal. Oh, and it, had it been Ecuador, I'd have been it been the same thing. Uh, this Ecuador team was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of sad that they're out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, b- both clubs, you know, they had some surprises. They looked really well at times. You know, Senegal just I, – I would not have picked Senegal um, <clears throat> at the beginning of this to come out, but – I did. Yeah. I, that's the only group that I got right there you so go. far. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, they were fun to watch. Netherlands came on strong uh, as the group stage ended. Um, you know, Earl, did you watch either of the early games? Earl is reading a children's no. book right now. Earl's too cool for me. Yeah. Okay, then. Thanks for saying it, it, by the way. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, So, I mean, Earl paid no attention to either of these. So, I mean, I I have both on different screens. I was keeping on both. And Senegal just looked a lot of fun. They looked uh, like they had a lot of fun. There was one moment I said, oh, Senegal just fucked themselves (laughs) on a set piece. And then two minutes later, Ecuador did the same thing, you know. Or you may, I may have it. I, I don't. I don't know if Ecuador fucked themselves. I mean, it was a. It was a. It was a unlucky bounce, uh, more so than than just leaving a guy wide open like like Senegal did. But either way, uh, yeah, it was two back to back goals there where Ecuador gets the gets the tying goal to put them through. Yeah, and then Senegal comes back to three minutes later and off yet another set piece uh, is able to find the back of the net for a winning goal and, and a goal that pushes them through to the knockout round. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot of fun to watch. You, you love seeing the, the guys play there, and uh, Senegal will be without Idrissa Ghana Gay, former uh, former and current uh, Everton man. Bless you. Sorry. Yellow card accumulation. Two yellow cards. He's now mm-hmm. out for the next for the next match, which is silly if you ask me um, i didn't know it. i thought i didn't think it carried over to the knockout but i guess it does yeah they they said he is uh he's out for the next match so yeah but you're saying they as in the fox announcers right uh yeah it was yeah it was announced on fox that he would yeah be i don't for sorry him. for not trusting the fox announcer no i way. i'm with you <laughs> i am right i'm right with you on that um so yeah Senegal will be that without uh just a gun against england um not a, not a necessarily a goal scoring threat, but he is a guy who's very good in the midfield, very good defensively. Um, you know, and, and that's one of the guys that the, the Senegal could have used against England. Um, the other match over there, Netherlands two nil over Qatar today. I don't think this surprised anybody um, with that result there. So Netherlands gets the top seed coming out of group a, to obviously taking on the U S and England will get Senegal. Um, I mean, you said you call you called this group right, Jacob. I mean, you know, what impressed you most about these two clubs coming out of A? Uh, to be honest, the Netherlands didn't impress me at all. <laughs> like, okay. they won the they won the group, but I mean, they just they don't play good soccer or bowl, like exciting soccer or anything like that. It's just kind of like we're just gonna get by. Um, they took it to uh, Qatar today. They squeaked by Ecuador. No, sorry. They squeaked by Senegal on two late goals uh, late in the second half. I mean, late, late in the second mm-hmm. half. Uh, and and they drew with Ecuador in, in a very entertaining match uh, in, in the, the second match of the group. And so the Qatar game, I didn't, granted, I didn't watch the Qatar game, uh, but it's Qatar. Nothing you could have done would impress me unless it was like 12. Yeah. Maybe if you put 12 on them, I'd be impressed. But, um, so, so they just didn't, they just didn't, uh, didn't move the needle for me whatsoever. Senegal, on the other hand, and Ecuador, if I'm being honest, yeah. uh, both came out 
Um, Ecuador looked really good. <laughs> yes, Earl just texted us. Ecuador looked really good uh, in their first match against Qatar, um, which we were, I think at that point, we were all expecting Qatar to be a little bit better at least. Um, but then they come back, they get scored on against the Netherlands, they they get one back, they earn that draw, set themselves up nicely for this last match. Um, and they didn't do anything today that didn't, like, they didn't lose it today to me. It wasn't like they came out and just laid an egg. They played solid soccer. Uh, Senegal just outplayed them, which leads me to Senegal uh, coming in and and uh, and just really kind of knowing what they needed to do and went out and executed and was able to. I mean, they had that first lead for for quite a while. Uh, they had bad set piece defense, which is gonna happen sometimes uh, i've never seen it quite that bad but um i thought for sure he was offside too until i saw the guy in the goal and i was like oh no you yeah just, yeah wow that was terrible um and so senegal really really did kind of impress me coming out especially losing sadio mane right before the tournament um who you thought was going to be like their star player uh so he he is out and you still are able to fight and claw and find a way into the to the knockout rounds where now you get um the gift of this Jekyll and Hyde England team um and I wouldn't like I said I wouldn't be surprised if they go in and beat England yeah a lot of the things to look forward to from groups uh A and B on Saturday and Sunday uh with those two matches there uh moving in tomorrow we have four more matches tomorrow uh group d gets us started off at 8 a.m mountain time uh you have tunisia and france and australia versus denmark earl which of these two matches are you keeping an eye on tunisia and france okay tell me why well because it's france and i like i told you before i want to see how france reacts to playing lower level teams Mm-hmm. Um, that can pressure the crap out of you. Yeah, I completely get that. I mean, Tunisia sitting on one point. France is obviously already through to uh, the knockout stages, sitting on six points. Um, Tunisia really hasn't done a whole lot uh, in the World Cup. So uh, Tunisia and France should be interesting. This should be a pretty simple uh, in terms of uh, France. Get a point, you secure that number one spot coming out. Um I mean, they're pretty much got, they pretty much have it already, unless you know Australia wins by like six goals. Um, but is there any one player that you, that you think is going to stand out for France tomorrow? Who are you asking me? Yeah. Um, well, it depends on what lineup happens because obviously France already been through. Mm-hmm. Um, does France actually play all the starters? Um, I think they play maybe, or the stars will play maybe first half. Um, so first half, I would love to see Mbappe mm-hmm. um, and see how he see how he shines against Tunisia of all teams. Um, second half, I couldn't even tell you. All right, Jacob, uh, are you watching either of these two matches? Obviously, the big story is who's going to get that number two spot. Uh, you know, Tunisia, Australia, and Denmark all have the have the are all mathematically capable of still doing it, uh, physically able capable of it Tunisia is more than likely not going to be able to do anything against France. Um, so are, do either of these two stand out? Are you with Earl watching the Tunisia France? No. Um, as usual, I disagree with Earl. Yeah, uh, he usually does. The, the Tunisia France game is, is probably going to be the, the most boring game to watch of the day tomorrow because it, it's, it has one, it has the only team that's qualified for the knockout already. And unless Australia wins, like you said, by several goals, uh, they're the one seed coming out of that group, no matter what. So I don't, they're either going to come out, put up five in the first half and uh, play anybody and every, they'll play uh, the ball boys and, and uh, some Qatarians from, from the stands for, for that second half. So nobody gets hurt. The other one, on the other hand, Australia. So you Denmark. mean to tell me that my my plane ticket to Qatar is actually still valid? Uh no, actually. <laughs> well, I might be I might be playing tomorrow for friends. Oh, okay, cool. Good luck. Well, have fun with that uh, flight, Earl. 
Yeah. You probably should be getting on it. Um, <laughs> Two hours yeah. ago. Yeah, a few <laughs> hours ago. Like yesterday? I think yeah. late. Yeah. Uh, the other match, on the other hand, Australia-Denmark. Um, it's a Denmark team that I I thought, I think, I thought and several other people thought would be coming out of this group. Uh, this group seemed one of the more top-heavy groups of the of the groups with France and Denmark and then kind of a clear line between them and, and Tunisia and Australia, but Denmark needs a win. Um, and, and probably some help. Uh, cause I believe they just need a win. That's all they need. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure if Tunisia and them, cause they're both sitting on one. If I'm yeah. Well, I mean, if, mistaken. if Tunisia somehow beats France, then, you know, then we can talk about you know. tiebreakers and stuff. So, yeah. Um, so, so Denmark pretty much just needs a win um unless tunisia pulls a uh pulls something out of their ass and then then we'll see but if they can just get that win and get through um then i i think we'll that that's what i'm looking for i, I need denmark to show up finally for this tournament they're kind of in the same boat as australia or as usa um they were probably favored to get out of the tour out of the group uh have looked eh so far and need a win on the last day to do it. And so I'll, I'm looking to see if they'll they'll pull that off or if they kind of fold and, and Australia can somehow get a result. Yeah, this is the one I'm going to be watching as well. I mean, Australia obviously picked up the the win against uh, Tunisia and lost to France in, in that one, as we all know. So, yeah, I mean, this is the, the most interesting of the two matchups. Um, if Denmark comes out and they – and they can put t- something together offensively, then I think they have a good shot at beating Australia. But, you know, I, I've been impressed with Australia. This is the first time I've ever really had a chance to sit down and watch them, uh, particularly in this cycle. And so, um, you know, I have to lean towards Australia as being the favorites in this match, um, just from what I've seen. But, you know, I, I think it would be a, a, a great shout for them if they if they come out of that group. All right, and looking at Group C, these are the noon uh, Mountain Time matches tomorrow. You've got Poland, Argentina, and Kingdom of Saudi Arabia and Mexico. Earl, we'll go to you again. Which one of these are you going to keep your eye on? Careful, Earl. Careful. Now, keep in mind, all of these clubs are still mathematically in this. So let's see. I either have the chance of what was the first Careful, careful. Poland, Argentina, or Saudi Arabia, Mexico. Okay, so I have the chance to watch Old Man Messi mm-hmm. and Poland. That's future MLS star Lionel Messi. Thank you yeah. very much. Put your mouth. Um, or I get a chance to watch the cartel <laughs> versus the nuclear warheads. The cartel is Colombia. Everybody knows this. <laughs> um, I'm fairly certain there's a cartel in Mexico as well. I'm just trying not to get us killed, Earl. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, Earl, you are correct. On one hand, you have old man Messi versus old man Lewandowski, yeah. or you've got the regime versus uh, our friends south of the border. I'd, I'd much rather watch the AARP show. All right. Um, looking at this, I mean, has Argentina shown you enough to think that they, that they're your no. favorite to win tomorrow, or do you think Poland can pull this out? Um, Argentina's a weird team. I mean, obviously they lost to to the regime and to the to the women's rights violators. Um, so. I don't know. Um, I'd much like no. They they haven't showed me much. All right, right I lost uh, my train of thought. It's no, been a day. No worries, uh, Jacob. Are either of these matches catch your eye? Oh yeah, they both do. Um, we the winner of this group is I, I'm assuming going to be the favorite as to who we would face if we beat the Netherlands. Um, and then this group's kind of been crazy. I mean, this was. It's been crazy since its start. Uh, mm-hmm. The first match of this group stage for this group was Saudi Arabia beating Argentina two nothing. Um, so, or two one, sorry. So, uh, so yeah, I mean it. It's a weird, quirky, quirky group. Uh, you know, Mexico's looked probably the worst out of the Concacaf teams, and that's saying a that's lot saying when you something. have yeah. when you have a seven nothing uh, beatdown of Costa Rica in there. Um, 
And Canada sitting on zero points. Yeah, well, yeah. Canada's Canada's looked good for the most part, but but no, Mexican Mexico hasn't looked great. Um, but yet they can still. I mean, it, if you'd have told me going into the last match, they've got Saudi Arabia, and they need Saudi Arabia. They need to beat Saudi Arabia and have Argentina beat Poland uh, in order to advance. I'm sitting here going, yeah, that's. I mean, that's reasonable. Um, but the way they we got here just isn't isn't quite right. So. Um, I could see any four of these teams or at least three of these teams other than Mexico uh, getting out of the group and, and possibly winning the group. So I'm going to be trying to keep an eye on both of them. If I had to pick one, it's probably Saudi Arabia, Mexico, uh, just because this Saudi Arabia team is just kind of strange. And, and uh, this Mexico team, you know, we know it fairly well coming from CONCACAF. And uh, it, it doesn't have the star power of, of Messi versus Lewandowski, but um, it, it's still going to be an interesting game, I think. Yeah, Mexico would need to win uh, by at least three, and Argentina would have to beat Poland for in order for Mexico to get in. So, um, yeah, I, I don't see that happening. I don't think Mexico is good enough at this, at this point. I mean, obviously, if Poland, Argentina, or Saudi Arabia win, those clubs are in. Um. Yeah, I, I'm definitely gonna be watching both of them. You know, it, so sorry they can get in. They all they need is a win and a Poland win, actually, and they can get in. Oh yeah, that is correct. Um, and then, uh, um, with a win and well, they, Argentina, they would win. still have to win by. No, if if they win and Poland wins, they're through. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. I apologize. I'm. Uh, it, it, if Argentina wins and Mexico wins, that's when goal differential comes into yeah. play. Because Argentina and Mexico, or not Argentina and Mexico, but Poland and Mexico would then be on four points. Yes. So they would need tiebreakers there. But yeah, um, if Mexico beats Poland, or if Mexico beats Saudi Arabia, Poland beats Argentina, then Mexico is the only team on four points. Yeah. And yeah, I'm, I'm trying to do math in my head as I go. Um, yeah, obviously I'm going to keep an eye on both of these. I think this is a last hurrah either for Messi or Lewandowski. Um, no matter who comes out of this, this is you know. Whichever side, whichever one loses, I'm fairly certain they're both going to call it quits in terms of, or at least they won't be around for the next World Cup cycle. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see if either of them can do anything and what may be their final World Cup appearance. Um, I don't think Mexico is good enough to beat Saudi Arabia, at least not with the way they've been playing uh, here in, in the World Cup. And wow. I, I, this is kind of more of a personal question because, you know, of Tata's history with Atlanta United. Does El Chai fire Tata if they lose here? I'm surprised they didn't fire him after the last game. Fair enough. Like, Earl, do you think uh, Tata lives on after this, or do you think uh, El Chai leadership let him go? I guarantee you this thought passed Earl's head. Sorry, Earl. Um, I guarantee you when you said Tata, he said save the Tatas in his head. Uh, <laughs> almost guarantee it. Actually, it didn't. Um, probably because yeah. I'm too tired to even. Now think it about did it. though. No, it didn't. Still, um, fucking hate you, I swear to God. <laughs> um, okay, now it did. Um, so here's my thoughts on Tata Martino. He lost twice to the U.S. Mm-hmm. and then fails to make. The knockout round, so possibly may fail. So if he fails tomorrow, um, fails to make knockout round for World Cup. Yeah, I think he's gone. All right, fair enough. I mean, how big of a letdown is this for for Mexico if they don't make it out of knockouts? I mean, obviously they qualified, they did well enough in Concacaf qualifying, but how big of a deal is it if they don't make the knockouts? Are Are you saying? To like the diehard Mexico fan, it's probably a big deal because yeah. they want their team to do well. Um, from an outsider looking in, they even when they have their best teams, they don't really perform at the World Cup. They make the knockout round, but they've they've never really advanced. I think past the quarterfinals, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and so, with the way this team has performed, with losing to the United States and and Gold Cup and Nations in Concacaf Nations League and and um, the World Cup qualifiers and and uh, 
and then coming into this tournament, I I don't know what they expected. I don't know what they should have expected. Because to me, they probably expected more, but I wasn't expecting much from them at all. Um, and you look at this group, uh, obviously we kind of all thought Saudi Arabia was going to be a walk in the park, but I think Poland and and Argentina were were neck and neck, or Argentina was the favorite, and then Poland was right there with Mexico on getting out of the group. And so it it to me, it shouldn't be that big of a deal that you're not getting out of the group because you're kind of in this weird transition period anyways, as far as your roster is concerned, as far as Tata is concerned. Uh, you just, you don't have the goods this year. And you knew that probably two years ago coming into it or should have at least. Yeah. I just, I asked because you know, this is their eighth consecutive appearance at the world cup. And in each of the prior seven, they, they did make it to the round of 16. Um, they have made it to the quarterfinals, uh, twice in their history. So that is, a, that is their, their best, uh, showing ever back in 1986 and 1970. So, um, yeah, I just have to think it has to be a bit of a letdown, you know, for a club that that, do, that dominated CONCACAF for as long as they have to suddenly be in this weird, like, I mean, you said transition, and that's exactly, that's exactly what it is. I mean, there's just, they're just missing out on all this talent. They're missing out on the results. They're missing out on the things that they've gotten so used to that I think it's just a weird, a very weird spot for them to be in. All right, so I think that's pretty much it. Do you guys have any closing thoughts on uh, groups A and B? No. All right. I'm well, sorry. I'm just, I I do. I just was laughing at Earl's face. <laughs> okay. Um, I we can kind of like United. We can sit here and nitpick uh, U.S.'s performance in these three games, uh, but at the end of the day, they they did enough. And uh, especially the performance today, uh, Pulisa getting injured, going for the goal, um, Zimmerman coming on and and making several clear or several important clearances with his head. Uh, Tim Ream has probably been like the story of this tournament as far as getting the starting nod at, at, in that back pairing with Zimmerman the first two matches and just not putting a foot wrong the whole tournament basically, um, and. And then Tyler Adams just all being all over the place. They just, they really, really impressed me with their, their grit, not necessarily their tactics uh, necessarily, but uh, they just found a way they got through. Um, and, and I'm proud of them. I'm, I'm, I'm proud, proud that Earl can wear those colors uh, proudly today. And uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to Saturday, uh, which uh, I was just looking at the schedule Um that we have made for, for our, our, uh, podcast. And it says the fourth we're supposed to podcast, um, to cover the two quarterfinal matchup or all the quarterfinal matchups. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll probably be here, especially if United win or if United States win, um, I will be hopping on on Thursday or a Saturday <laughs> on the third. Um, I, even if, even if I've got to figure out how to go live myself again, um i will do it because uh i'll be too excited to wait till sunday uh, to talk about that usa game but um i'm excited for it uh excited that we're playing netherlands uh it's going to be a good test and and hopefully we can can figure that out and and hopefully england loses because uh as earl said earlier uh 1776 fuck you or something like that i don't know what he said uh earl says some weird stuff so uh that's 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 all i got i just want to give kudos to usa one more time since we hadn't talked about them in a little bit and uh and i mentioned that i'm excited for saturday yeah i mean that's uh completely fair thoughts you know like yeah it's gonna be interesting to see what happens you know can the can the u.s national team keep up you know what they've been doing uh offensively and defensively put it all together for a full 90 minutes and, uh, you know, anything can happen on Saturday morning. Again, Saturday morning, 8 a.m., by the way. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Earl, what you got? Nothing. Okay. Uh, Earl, as I close this out, I need you to start a USA chant, okay? Huh? Never mind. Uh, I believe I that we will win. No, not that one. <laughs>
damn it, just USA, USA. Uh, until tomorrow, I believe it's Seth tomorrow. Um, I might be in Albuquerque, so I probably won't be hopping on, but uh, Seth will be bringing you tomorrow's action a recap of it and, and then previewing Thursday's slate. And um, guys, we're almost to the end of the knockouts. It's kind of bittersweet. Uh, I've loved it, but man, is there a shitload of soccer? Uh, and it'll be nice to focus on, you know, one game at a time and and have just a couple matches to to really focus on as we get to the to the knockout round. So until tomorrow for Seth and uh, two days from now for me, and who knows when for Earl. Uh, <laughs> so most of us.